okay hey guys sorry for the music it uh i guess you could say it's a startup 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 okay so today is thursday july 15 2 27 p.m so before i continue last episode was continuous on shakespeare right so i promise on thursday i will continue so let's continue Every single one of them. And Killigrew had 26 or 27 and only ever performed 8 or 10. That's crazy, and they could have split them up more equitably given that. But you write also that initially um, that both of them staged these Shakespeare plays mostly unaltered, uh, and just a few of the, the big ones were successful, but a lot of them didn't fare that well. So I'm going to skip ahead because of time real quick. Avanade and Kilgrew and, and their company started, they have to think, well, here we are. What are we going to keep? What are we going to let go? And what are we going to do differently? And I think there are, if you'll permit me to you know, be a bit of a school teacher, I think there are a few lessons we can learn from the Restoration Theater looking ahead to to post-COVID theater. One is that the people who tried in the restoration, who tried to reinstate to, to post-COVID theater. One is that the people who tried in the restoration, who tried to reinstate the old ways, who just wanted to go back to how theater had been done before the closure, they succeeded in the very short term. It was expedient, but they failed in the long term because they had no innovation, they had no ingenuity, and they had no legacy. They died out in a way they became the dinosaurs of their time. So I think, you know, the precedent from the restoration is clear. And there's another lesson I'd like to mention which is, you know, when the restoration comes, and here I'm really thinking about Davenant's, you know, savvy, his vision, his entrepreneurship, the way he went his own way, and just kind of, you know, triumphed over, over Kilgore's company. You know, when the restoration comes, work with people who want to work with you, including people with influence and money. And as for everybody else, your work is not for them, and their work is not for you. You can't collaborate with everybody, let alone satisfy everybody. So don't even try. And this is the great lesson from Davenant. He didn't try and please everybody, but he had a vision and he figured that enough people would appreciate it. And I think the parallel for us would be coming back to this issue of technology. Well, now that we've had a bit of experience, whether we liked it or not, with Zoom theater or lockdown theater, what of the technology are we going to keep going ahead? I'm not sure we know the answer, but I, but as Hamlet would say, that's the question. <laughs> so if the Puritans hadn't closed the theaters, if there had been no shutdown, 
would things not really have changed? Would we, you know, would, would actors still be performing in, in the Globe? Yeah, well, you know, it's a crazy thought experiment to think, well, what would happen if the theaters hadn't closed in 1642? You know, if they had not closed in 1642, in 1643, Shakespeare would have been performed in the same way as Shakespeare had been performed in Shakespeare's time. And I sometimes think that if the theaters had not been closed, there would be no need for the reconstructed Globe on London's South Bank because we would still be in the original one. Because things would right. never have Although changed. it would have burned down. Although they, but they, <laughs> everything burned down. Everything burned down. But they would they, they would have it would have rebuilt it. But it wouldn't have seemed different. So we can thank the restoration, as traumatic as it was for the theatrical profession, we can thank it for forcing a moment when innovation and newness and adventure seized the English theater. Well, I want to thank you for seizing this moment to talk. Thanks so much. Barbara, thank you. I'm always glad to talk about theater history and especially happy to, to do it with the Folger Shakespeare Library. Richard Shook is a professor in the School of Arts, English, and Languages at Queen's University, Belfast. His new book is called A Short History of Shakespeare in Performance from the Restoration to the 21st Century. It was published by Cambridge University Press in 2021. Professor Shook was interviewed by Barbara Bogave. Our podcast, Change It, Change It, is produced by Richard Paul. Garvin Scott is the associate producer. It was edited by Gail Kern Pastor. Ben Lauer is the web producer with help from Leonor Fernandez. We had technical help. Okay, yeah, I'm guessing that's the end. Okay, so I didn't play the full thing, but if you do want to hear, hear the full podcast and other podcasts about Shakespeare, saying you're a Shakespeare fan, okay, it is called Shakespeare Unlimited. I'll try to put the link in the description. Okay, so you read about that, right? And you've seen that. Shakespeare is a bunch of different things. And if you really want to understand Shakespeare, you have to be a complicated person. Just kidding, you don't really. But it's a complicated matter, right? So, Shakespeare happened during the England position. Well, during England, Britain still having America, right? He wrote songs right after the... You know, when this war was happening and they had to shut down theater, right? And then after, he, um, his friend, Shakespeare's friend, uh, they worked together to create stories. And there you have Shakespeare. Shakespeare is still known unto today. Because there are plenty of Shakespeare, he writes. But, let's forget about that. But if you can, if I really want you to tell me why you like Shakespeare and what's your favorite Shakespeare book. If half of you pick Romeo and Juliet, I will not be surprised. But I know I hate Shakespeare, but if I had to say my favorite Shakespeare, it would be Otello. Yep, Otello. I love it. I mean... 
I sort of don't like it, but it's it's better than the rest. That's what I tell you. And even though I don't like William Shakespeare a lot, I have to say he gives some real good quotes. Yep, he makes those quotes that matter, that make sense, and that can impact your life. Those quotes are good. And he made Otella in 1941, so yep, he was still alive by then. Anyway, that's all for now. Peace out.